done. Okay, here we go. Welcome once again. This is Glenn, and it is, uh, I think it's Thursday morning. Yeah, I'm not sure of the date. It's somewhere around March the 25th. I'm going to guess the 25th. So, and uh, I'm I'm here chatting with Dave McLean today. Dave, uh, Dave is joining us from Lawrencetown, Nova Scotia, where he is a faculty at. Um, I still call it Cogs. I guess it is Cogs, right, Dave? It certainly is Cogs. Nice yeah. to be here this afternoon for for me, Glenn. <laughs> this afternoon, right? Yeah. So yeah. for context, it's eight a.m. my time, and uh, I think it's noon. For Dave. Just about noon our time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. So um, for listeners who I'm sure everyone is familiar with COGS, but want to want to share a bit? Uh, enlighten sure. people? Yeah. Sure. Uh, at this time, the, the COGS moniker means the Center of Geographic Sciences, and we're located in Lawrencetown, Nova Scotia. Uh, we're part of the Nova Scotia Community College system, and we take in students from directly out of high school right through uh, postgraduate, and once in a while we even have a few uh, postdoctorate uh, students. We have a wide variety of geomatics programming, from survey, uh, land survey, marine geomatics. We have one- and two-year programs for uh, a variety of geographic sciences, remote sensing, geospatial data analytics, GIS. Um, we have some IT programming in the building as well. But we are Canada's largest geomatics-related only training facility. Um, and we've been around since just after the Second World War. Wow. I didn't realize you were around that long. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I just realized so Excuse me. Alexa. Stop. <laughs> I just realized there was some. <laughs> I had Alexa playing music in the background. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the audio, if the audio will pick up on something, I've done that before. And, um, and then you get into uh, digital rights issues, if, right? <laughs> if we're recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get an email from SoundCloud or something. Sorry, your, uh, your audio has been rejected <laughs> yeah so cogs yeah cogs uh i've known of well you know i'm from nova scotia originally and i'm familiar with cogs have never been there but i do love the annapolis valley where uh, lawrencetown is and spent many weekends there as a child mm -hmm. um, beautiful part of the world so anyone who's looking to go on for uh uh, some post-grad GIS work. It is definitely a must consider. And, um, and I know you guys send a lot of your grads off to uh, Esri and many other companies, right? Yeah. Over the last, oh, 30, 30 years-ish, we've had um, one, two, or five students almost every year go down to work at Esri Redlands. Um, some decide to work for software companies uh, around the world. Others decide to work for small uh, NGOs, uh, provincial governments, uh, federal governments, um, companies right across the country around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no trouble 
no trouble finding employment after uh, after that program i'm sure yeah yeah and um so it must be interesting in in these times with the coronavirus shutdown um i'm sure you're uh you have many students there from all around the world as you mentioned right so um i don't know maybe so i'm sure some of your students are concerned about their families back wherever their homes are and uh, you know it probably creates a little bit of added tension to the yes. situation yeah yeah some have been able to stay here others have gone back to um their homes whether they be in nova scotia or the maritimes across canada i don't think anyone's left to go back to international homes though they're pretty much staying uh, locally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that might be a good move. It seems like uh, Canada has things in pretty good. I won't say under control, but um, I, th I think overall things are being handled quite well across the board in Canada. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so from a um, I find this very interesting. I wanted to talk to you because you're an instructor and you have curriculum to deliver. And uh, I know my daughter is a, a freshman at University of Victoria and her, mm. her year has been interrupted and she's an athlete too. So that was, uh, uh, that part of things really uh, took a hit. So she was kind of devastated by the whole academic year coming almost, you know, somewhat to an end. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so how are, how are you dealing with that with, you know, with your program? Cause there's what, probably another six, eight weeks left in the term technically. Yeah. Our programs all go to the end of April for in-class courses. And most of them also have a practicum of some sort, um, that goes through the end of May. So what we're in the process of doing is trying to figure out, how to finish off the courses that would normally go till the end of April, and if possible, doing them on time, um, but by doing so with remote access or with um, online delivery and having the students at their homes rather than in the labs and classrooms where we can talk with them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and we realize that some of that can't be done because of the limitations of uh, the internet and software availability and the actual compute power of, of computers and such. So we will, we will have to adapt certain assignments, certain projects, certain portions of some courses anyway, for particular needs of at least some of the students, maybe all of them. And we've spent, um, the faculty has spent much time, a lot of time this week trying to figure out some of those logistics. So some of it is, um, we absolutely cannot do such and such a piece of a uh, course. We have to come up with something completely different. Um, but a lot of, but a lot of the material is being adapted, um, to get the students to continue along. Mm -hmm. Kind of, uh, working it out on the fly, I guess. <laughs> and, I, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess. I mean, if anything, this there are going to be some good learning outcomes. You know, come come out of all this and that whole uh, maybe kicking the pants to a lot of people. That okay, maybe uh, you know some 
just needs to be included in our contingency planning, right? For the, the future, you know, what if we have to throw the switch and tomorrow, guess what? We're going hundred percent virtual. Um, so, but I'm sure, uh, so I'm sure you guys will have that all in place after this, um, you know, academics are, you have a lot of uh, knowledge and technology and whatnot and connections at, at your disposal to make it all happen. Yeah. That we do, and we are working with a variety of vendors. We're working with a variety of pieces of software. Um, typically, though, in our labs, which is where we host all of the software, um, they, we have a lot with the variety of programs, surveying, remote sensing, marine geo, GIS, cartography. There's quite a number of pieces of software and the machines that are needed to run all that are pretty beefy. Mm. So having exactly the same categories for students at home um, is awkward. We have started to look at virtualization and we'll be able to do a little bit of that for this year, but we really don't have the time to ramp up that side of things in the few weeks that we have left in order to try to keep things as much as possible on on track um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah definitely not as uh it's not as simple and straightforward as one might think right i mean off the, you know at first glance people you know myself included would think uh well i mean most students have laptops or computers at home but i mean like you say these are those are typically not powerful um you know z-book workstations type of thing or you know students That's have you know chromebooks some have macs and right and so you're dealing with platform issues and um and it's not just as simple as logging in and using arcgis online right you're using probably a number of programs right image processing software and that's right what have yeah. you yeah. yeah yeah so we are we are trying to get a couple of groups of students in for remote access so that they'll actually be able to use the machines that are physically in the lab from their homes um, and that's a new area uh, once again they have to have the right time machines at home to be able to host that but yeah, back to your original question uh, point. Many students for their for themselves have Macs, and a lot of this software is not Mac compatible. So we have a, a variety of loaners laptops that we're going to make available, uh, and hopefully we can cover off um, the vast majority, if not all, of the students to allow them to be able to finish off the the term. Okay. And obviously, I guess it's probably a, uh, you know, a decision of the, the college that there is no, there's no access to, you know, physical access to the labs, right? So I was thinking, well, can you, you know, keep them clean and limit, you know, two or three people at a time kind of thing? We've wondered the same sort of thing, Glenn. It's a great possibility, but no, due to the state of emergency and due to the whole building isolation situation. We have to do this via online and remote uh, technologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that, I guess, yeah. for sure. 
We'll have a little bit of fun in our third term because there's a lot of projects that we put out each year and one or two, sometimes five students working on a team. Um, until this year, I've always had the chance to use the full suite of software that's in our building. And exactly how we'll be able to do projects with them will be different. We've got a few weeks before we have to know that for sure. Uh, but that's another thing that uh, we'll be working on is how do we ensure that the projects that the students do, proving that they've learned the skills and are capable with the technology, um, can be able to do those sorts of things in the month of May. Uh, so we'll come up with alternatives for that as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so do you know, uh, what about social media? Are you, uh, you know, are, are you doing anything with your, with students or do you know if any of the classes are, you know, have like using Facebook groups or anything like that? Uh, or, um, well, one of the courses that I'm going to be, um, starting off or restarting early next week is a course in mobile GIS and we, um, we'll use a few pieces of social media as the material from which we draw um, um, material for that course, for the final part of that course. Uh, I know the students have a variety of Facebook groups um, for each of their programs. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's always good for uh, collaboration. And uh, I have to wonder what, uh, now that, you know, with everybody working from home, um, what the state of the internet connectivity is for, for most people, because that's a thing, right? I mean, you get spoiled using some beefy, uh, you know, big fat pipe at the camp college or something, and now you try to do everything, you know, from your, you know, your crappy connection at home that you thought you were paying <laughs> extra money <laughs> that for the fast, <laughs> fast connection. Well, the first three or four days of this week have been, hey, students, try ArcGIS Pro at home, given these sorts of scenarios, and see how well it works. Mm -hmm. and, um, most of them are able to do it with a, it works, Sometimes it's it, no trouble at all. And one or two are having some troubles. One of the things that NSCC uh, has done is um, opened up the Wi-Fi in our buildings a little bit stronger so that the people can go to our parking lots and get very good Wi-Fi. So that's a possibility that a few students with really poor internet might be able to uh, sit in their cars at the parking lot and do their work. Um, we'll see how that goes. Right. So we are definitely trying a number of uh, techniques now. <laughs> That's funny. It makes me think I drove past a uh, Starbucks the other day and uh, they're all closed, closed here. But I saw a guy in uh, this one lone car was sitting there and this guy had a laptop. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, he's sitting there sniffing on their Wi-Fi. That's a good work. Uh, yeah. Made me chuckle. Mm -hmm. 
Boy, you know, that, but what a great lesson too, when you think, you know, the adversity that you face, like the, uh, that's a great assignment. Like, okay, here, here's a scenario. You're at home, whatever. Maybe we had a tsunami or earthquake or who knows, right? And mm-hmm. you need to, you need to get logged in at home, you know, from home to RTIS right. Pro and see what you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the assignments that we'll be finishing off with a group of students is one where it uses a variety of mobile GIS technology. And some of the students will use things like Quick Capture or Collector to be collecting some information and relaying it to an ArcGIS online group. The rest of the students will be using things like Experience Builder, uh, Operations Dashboard, um, a variety of web mapping applications to read that data and present it um, and do as much of that as possible real time. it's the technology. It's technology that's a lot of fun to use, and really uh, important for the students to see how it can work, how it can uh, impact government companies who are doing field work. Um, so it's a nice example for them to work through, and they get to sort of play at different aspects of it. A couple of them are like. Python, we'll deal with some Python programming to go against the same stuff. Uh, so out of the whole group of students in the class, they each kind of get to do what they want on a larger project uh, and get a sense of the real world. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a couple of cool things come out um, uh, recently that, that I was interested in. One was a... Uh, I think it was a guy, so you might know the name David Runnels, Runnels, Runnels. He's, uh, he works with Esri now, I think DO, or no, um, he's not with Esri. He's with like um, Iowa DOT, I believe. He's done Mm -hmm. some really good um, like snowplow mapping. And he, he, I think he's been charged with creating some of the uh, web services, um, some really good stuff uh, for the DOT there. And he shared this link. It was a, a survey one, two, three form um, for um, basically crowdsourcing data so they can rank their local supermarkets, right? Because that's been a big thing lately, right? Um, you know, from whether, you know, are they stocked? Are they well stocked? And, uh, you know, cleanliness, are people, um, you know, observing uh, social distancing rules? And I, I thought that was a real clever app. Yeah, I saw that in the last yeah. couple of days ago on Twitter as well. Yeah. yeah, and it's a very nice use of the technology. Uh, nice example for people to see and get a sense of what can be done and yeah. helping out each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like the integrate the way that the results were being um, um, shared through a dashboard too, which mm-hmm. they make it look so easy. I wish I could create a sexy dashboard like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not quite as simple as as I would like it to be. But uh, it's uh, the dashboards um, sure are a great way to to share uh, the data with the public. They are, and uh, many of our uh, certainly GIS related students have ample chances to use Ops Dashboard to have a chance to delve in and learn a lot of the 
nuances of it, um, how to stack various panels and use various widgets within it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's really a, a, a nice piece of technology. Yeah, yeah it sure is. Mm -hmm. um, hey, so um, maybe we're about a half hour in. Remember I told you, so yeah, there's no <laughs> way to try to do this in 10 minutes. That's, I know time flies. It's, go, it's good to have a face-to-face -face chat. Yeah, it um, is. I, I commented on the um, the Lego model behind you, right? And I know that uh, uh, space and imaging from space and whatnot is kind of a I don't know a hobby or passion of yours, right? So, <laughs> how's that going? That's going pretty well. You're right. It is a combination of hobby, passion, and it turns into a great source of examples for students, for anybody who wants to try. Um, this this website, isspix dot com slash map tour how to, and the first word the first letter of each of those words is capital. You'll see a whole catalog of different types of maps that use pictures from space taken by astronauts and tweeted from the space station. Um, they're all done over a, each map is a three to six month mission. Uh, looks a little bit different. The same type of material is on it. And they're great examples for the students to see different ways of making maps online. And it's a great way of letting people around the world have a sense of the context of these pictures that the astronauts are tweeting and such. Um, and yeah, towards that behind me uh, in the room that I'm in, uh, there's a Lego model of the Saturn V rocket. And my recollection is that in that there are 1,969 pieces, which <laughs> just happens to be the year that that rocket went to space, taking the first men to the moon. Ah, wow. Yeah. That worked out well. That was an interesting kind of number for them to use, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Good. Well, I know we follow each other on Twitter, and you're so people who want uh, want to see your regular updates and posts because you share a lot of the ISS kind of images and such. You can follow Dave uh, Dave at Cogs, right? That's me. Yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. Dave at at Cogs C O G S. Right. Yeah. All right. I just grabbed, did a screen grab, so. Uh, <laughs> that I can use for later. <laughs> That's what I'm fumbling with here. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, Dave, yeah. thanks a lot. Um, I'm uh, I'm home all day today, so I've actually scheduled. I'm gonna. Uh, I've got about five chats scheduled, so it should be a fun day. My, oh, you're a fun day for you to yeah. be able to talk to people all over the place about various geo geeky things. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. Um, especially, yeah, everybody all over yesterday talked with Gary, uh, Gary Gale, who's in London. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's neat to hear the different, you know, what's going on in different places. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty much all doing the same things, you know, what it boils down to. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to um, make mention, um, we have a number of different programs and each of them, um, has been very successful in being able to adapt over time and 
one of them that's very long running is our cartography program. And a lot of people working around the world have gone through that two-year diploma, um, doing really cool things. Um, the cartography program, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It's a, a virtual program? Or? It's virtual for the next six or seven weeks, or oh. two months, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, it, but it is a, it is an in, it is a, uh, usually in class. In class. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and there've been a number of people in that who've done really, really cool things mm -hmm. um, for a number of different companies and organizations. So COGS cool. is a fascinating place to work. We need lots of creative and dedicated students who know that they want to learn these technologies and then they apply them really well in their careers. It's, it's a lot of fun meeting and knowing these people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's fascinating for anyone listening. And like I said earlier, if you aren't familiar with COGS or maybe you're curious, Google it. Um, you know, go check out the website. Got, you guys have uh, a pretty vast uh, selection of, you know, unique selection of courses, I think. And, mm -hmm. um, and you're in a, a pretty interesting part of the world. Go we to, sure, sure are. Yeah, go on the map and uh, search Lawrencetown, Nova Scotia. And uh, it is beautiful. Yeah. And uh, when you're, if you're there to visit, you can, what, it's not too far away to go catch the tidal bore, right? That's not Which too is, far away. Yeah. yeah. I will mention it's not Lawrencetown Beach, oh. which is two hours away from us. We're talking Lawrencetown in the Annapolis Valley. Right. The, Sometimes yeah. people get it mixed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the official yeah. municipality, I guess, or t is it a town or city of Lawrencetown? It's a municipality. Yeah. It's part of the municipality. Yeah. It's a village. Village. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go fill up my coffee and get ready for another one. Dave, thanks for connecting on short notice. It was good to chat. I really enjoyed the chat, Glenn. And here's a pat for Zoe, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, thanks, thanks very much for the call. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you bet. Good chatting. Um, I got to find the stop recording. And uh, to everyone listening, thank you for joining us. Thank you.